This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome in to the PHNX Suns postgame show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and leave us a five-star review. We're hanging out in the VIP lounge because the Phoenix Suns defeat the Dallas Mavericks 121 Let's to go. 114 and go up one nothing in this second round series. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Saul Bookman and Espo. Gentlemen, how you feeling? Fan freaking dastic. <laughs> Suck it, Luca. <laughs> So you had more to go than that. Nope. Huh? I, you're not getting up. you're not getting the usual until a series is over. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I know the casuals out there are going to be all about Luca, and we'll get into that in a second. You mean but, the national media? But the Suns, <laughs> once again, proving that they're the most dominant team in the league. I don't care. This game was really fun. I mean, from the jump, it was a blast. But before we start at the beginning of the game, we have to start by going to the bar. Let's go to the bar. Where Luca's rip and sip is what we're drinking tonight in honor of one JaVale McGee getting a steal on Luca going, what, three quarters of court and dunking it home. It was a beautiful thing. That was so much fun. Honestly, I feel like this room, I don't know that it's been louder in a while than when that happened because it was like, really, you're going to let JaVale McGee, Luca, you're this superstar. You're going to let JaVale McGee do that to you? Yes. Yes. Down what? He didn't have a choice. He didn't have a choice because he's the most overrated player in NBA history. You you got the sarcasm though, right? <laughs> okay, just making sure. I, I, I didn't. I I know we used a drink for this, but I felt <laughs> high watching that. That's how elated I felt. Not not drunk. I felt high in that. I saw so many people on the internet be like, "I don't make the rules," but Luca, great career. You got to retire now. Sorry to say it. Again, I don't make the rules. I thought that was fantastic and and good for Javale. Honestly, good for Javale. And I, the, there was a point in time too where it almost looked like he was going to pass it. Was it Mikel or Cam? I think that it was, was with Cam him. was with him, but it it almost looked like he was using it as a fake. What yeah, what he watched. That's true. It was just pretty. That is very true. So shout out to Javale McGee. Here are your flowers. All right, gentlemen. Let's start at the beginning. This game opened up. In a great way. The Suns had all the energy. They came out hot. In the first quarter, all five starters scored within the first four minutes. And then to finish the game, all starters plus Cam Johnson finished with double digits. What do you guys think about the way this one started tonight? I mean, they, listen, we talked about how this was going to be um, a more free-flowing basketball game for the Suns. Not as physical a matchup as the, as the New Orleans series was. And that is exactly how it played off with... Can I say 69 points in the first half, which is nice. There you go. And uh, and listen, they dominated this game. And if, and like a guy on Twitter said, uh, if uh, if they didn't play like they were at L.A. Fitness the last eight minutes, then uh, they probably would have won by 30. Like, listen, they took their foot off the, ga- the, the, the pedal, the gas. They took their foot off the gas is what I'm trying to say. And they let the Mavericks get back into it. But it was irrelevant. It was absolutely irrelevant. They dominated from on both ends of the court tonight. They looked like a team that was reborn. 
in that first uh, first quarter. Ooh, like boy. like all of a sudden they they had the freedom to do what they wanted to again. They weren't constricted by uh, you know Willie Green knowing what's going on inside the room. They weren't constricted by a very physical team. They saw a court full of pigeons to start this game a court (laughs) full of pigeons and they took care of business and they just picked the dallas mavericks apart on the glass offensively defensively they played every part of the game beautifully and that was the suns team we longed to see in that first round series and we never saw it we got it within the first 12 minutes of this series and i don't think they're going away at any Mm -hmm. point I mean, there are a couple of people in the chat are like, it's just great to see the Suns scoring back to par and seeing all of our starters offensively contributing throughout the game. So the Suns finished with a 50.5 field goal percentage. They shot just shy of 40% from the field. I'm 100% from the stripe. So that's pretty great. Offensively, I mean, like you said, this just... This is this is what we needed. It, it is what we needed, but I do have one little gripe, if I may. Devin Booker, you let me down. Oh, please. You, you let me down. down. I put money on you and DA to both have 25-plus points tonight. My guy let me down by two points. <laughs> two points. Damn it, Devin. Last Get time, your head back in the game. Last time I take your advice on, on I something. mean, did we think that Devin was going to be the one to fall short no. 25? You know, you know who you could blame, though? You could blame the Mavericks no. for not for making sucking. this competitive enough for Devin to play long enough for money to take him out of the game yeah. because they had a 20 or 19 point lead. I want to let Devin get cold and then throw want, him back in there because they decided to play. Like I want to say, pick up basketball. I want to say that, but I mean, my guy was missing layups at the end of the game. Like, bro, like how easy can you possibly have it for you? Absolutely so. not. There will be no slander oh because you gambles. Missed Devin Booker. You got to be better than I that. I will not have it. Seven of 20. God, that's damn the it. risk you take when no. you gamble. No. It's not no. Devin's fault. No. Zero. You have to play. Devin is automatic <laughs> for 25. Look, uh, what, su- what surprised me, we heard a lot about the Dallas Mavericks being a real great defensive team coming into this, right? <laughs> Wrong. Well, like, and and the stat, the advanced metrics showed it. Uh, you know, for, uh, points per 100 possessions, they give about 109, a little over 109. They have 121 points to this Suns team tonight in – I. I don't know exactly how many possessions, but right around that mark. So the Suns' offense is just that good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they shot worse from three than the Mavericks did tonight. They shot 38%. The Mavericks shot 41%. I mean, hell, at one point, Maxi Kleber was five for five from three-point range. Luca was having uh, his, his, you know, filling his stat sheet uh, in that first half, and they were down almost 20 at that point. Like the Suns offense was there tonight and their defense showed up. This was a complete performance. I don't count the last six minutes just simply because they had pulled the starters. They took their foot off the gas. The Mavs never really got back in it. They got it to six, but it wasn't, Oh no. It was like, Oh great. We gotta, we gotta do this again. All right. We're done playing with our food. So, and, and the great thing about this win was it never really felt like anybody was like having a surreal night. It no. was just everybody was hitting open shots. They were and they were getting wide open shots. And to be fair, the Mavs were also getting some some open shots, and some of them they were hitting, some of them they weren't. But it seemed like you know Reggie Miller was just ooing and aahing, talking about, oh, the Mavericks are right there. They've been hitting threes all night, as if it was just going to continue. And goofy-ass Reggie uh, was just completely wrong because then the Mavericks missed, like, the next 15,000 threes in a row, and the Suns went up by 20, and that was all she wrote. Like, Reggie Miller, let me just say this real quick. For somebody who played in the league and understands how good players are, you were horribly tragically wrong on the opposing team when they play the Suns. You're not even close. You're going to talk about Luka, and you're going to talk about the great Dallas Mavericks. They suck. They absolutely suck. It's not even funny. They suck. And you suck because you like how much they suck. How about that? Magic Luka, baby. (laughs) 
There's a lot of sucking. I hey, think the the, the most egregious, Come on, bring up the, the most egregious thing that Reggie said tonight was towards the end of this game where he was like, "See, that's that's the film that I'm going to show the Mavs before mm-hmm. next game," mm-hmm. and I'm like. You mean late in the game when the Suns barely put in any effort and mm-hmm. were missing open shots, and that's why you were able to kind of get back in this one? Because a lot of the shots that the Suns missed late were pretty good shots. How, you know how, what I mean? How will that film session go? Okay, guys, the big plan here <laughs> is we got to let the Suns get up big so they let thing, they let down their guard, and then we can make shots. Let's do that, boys. All right. Let's go. Like how how does that how does that go? Like there's no value in that final six minutes. The Suns weren't had slacked off defensively. Sure, if the Suns don't play defense, you can score. All right, congratulations. Yep, guys. congratulations. Yeah, but that's enough about him. Let's talk more about the Suns. How about Da? You want to talk about Da? Let's I talk about Da. I would love to DA. talk about Da. Listen, there's like I said before the game there was nobody on the Dallas Mavericks that could. That could hold a candle to DA, and I was a million percent right. If the Suns actually tried to feed him the ball a little bit more, he would have had over 30. He just didn't really get many opportunities as per usual in the fourth quarter because for whatever reason, uh, Chris Paul would rather not throw the ball down to him when he's guarded by Jalen Brunson, and he'd rather take an off-balance fucking mid-range shot off the glass with nothing but rim. So, uh, again, these are the small things that you need to tweak. And I wonder... I do wonder if that was a little small little piece of, you know, they were cutting away to to half or to like the, a timeout or something like that. We saw Jay Crowder just kind of walk by Chris Paul when Chris Paul was trying to talk to him. And I wonder if it, some of that was going on because it looked like, you know, Chris Paul was kind of taking some crazy shots and, and and he made one of them off the glass, but other dudes were wide open. And I wonder if that was like a little bit of something like, bro, like, I'm wide open too, you know what I'm saying? And DA was open several times in that in that in that fourth quarter. And I just listen, I love DA. I thought he played fantastic on the offensive side of the ball. He played really solid defense tonight. Um, and he'll get his opportunities in the fourth quarter as as the games get a little bit closer. Yeah, I mean, I I love the way that DA came out in this one. And I know a lot of people will be like, but he only had eight rebounds. But here's the thing, the rebound, I mean, even regardless if D.A. only had eight rebounds, the Suns still out-rebounded the Mavs 51 to 36 tonight. they shot like 60% tonight. You're not going to rebound much if you're making everything. Well, I mean, not only that, but it's just like, yeah, you can kind of nitpick, I guess, if you want. It is the playoffs. You can nitpick if you want. But D.A. stepped up so big. Throughout these playoffs so far in games that if he hadn't, the Suns wouldn't even be where we are right now. So, yes, you can be like, you know what? I do want D.A. to focus more on crashing the boards um, despite what the Mavericks are showing and giving them. But he had a good game. Look, if you watch this game, a lot of times he's out on the perimeter guarding guys, you know, right? That's not you're not in a position to box out and rebound when you're having to guard Luca at the three-point line, which happened multiple times tonight, you know, when you have to switch out there. And on other occasions, he was boxing out his guy, his teammates got the rebound. This is I don't think that's something you point at. And he had seven in the second half when the Mavs started missing uh, on more occasions as well. I don't I don't worry about that. DA had a spectacular game. He came out and did everything offensively you could want. He's the reason why they pushed that lead in the first ha- half and in, into that third quarter. So, I just I don't understand how you could look at this game and have anything overly negative to say about DA. He came out and he feasted on a bunch of smaller guys tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to go ahead and give DeAndre Ayton our draft king, king of the game. So he finished with 25 points, um, 12 of 20 from the field, eight rebounds. Congrats to DA, the big fella. We all know DA is going to get paid. It's just a matter By of someone. who's going to pay him. Yeah. So, someone's okay. offering him the max, uh, you know, but we'll see. That's that's uh, 11 wins away. I don't yeah. care can, about that. Can I Can I say something? Always. Can we can we officially like listen right here? I love you all, but can we please hang up the Suns in four? <laughs> I don't even want to hear it anymore. I just think it's just so twenty twenty one. 
It's not even 2022. I just, uh, I hate it. I hate it with every fiber of my being. Yeah. I don't want to hear even if they sweep. Shut up with it already. On to the next one. You know, it's just, yeah, I'm good. I don't need any more of that. And have we not learned that nothing good comes of saying that? Like, it does, it, you know, it worked once. It worked once because we were saying it in the fourth in, in, game. In the Yeah, it happened in the third game. Yeah. You said it in the fourth for the sweep. Yeah, like, let's, let's slower jets with that. It's to the point where even just giving in a literal Suns and Four prediction when you're talking about a series it's feels dirty. It feels cringe. It. Yeah, million percent. It's just like I don't even want. I don't even want to make that no. my prediction because I feel bad yeah, saying. That's it. why I always say five. Can't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we. I do think we need to retire that. There's so many other things that we could come up with. I don't know. But I don't know. By the way, <clears throat> I'm just gonna say this. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to feel like Luca might be a looter in a riot kind of situation, like they used to say about Devin. A lot of that, a lot of those points came in a lot of meaningless basketball tonight. Are we gonna? Do we want to talk about Luca? Yep. But first, let me tell you about the latest offer from the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the oh, NBA. I'm tell you not to Devin. Yeah, Devin Booker. <laughs> this week, new customers can bet just five dollars on any team to win and get one hundred fifty dollars in free bets if they do. But you can bet Cost the Suns. Me. Cost me 170 And if you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs, you can do so with same-game parlays. And right now, all customers can place the same-game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg does not hit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code PHNX this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Just a reminder, that's 21 and older only, Arizona only, <laughs> gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, minimum $5 minimum deposit, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Also, don't blame your favorite player when your bet doesn't hit. I'm not going to tweet at him. I'm just going to say it here. <laughs> yeah. If Devin is, listens, he's welcome to be offended. This is a safe space, Lindsay. Stop attacking me. <laughs> I just appreciate wanted that. my money, damn it. it. I know, but I feel like it needs to be said. I feel like we give flowers to Devin Booker a-holes. when he just well, breathes air. It's okay if I come at him for not giving me two more damn points. Mm. Especially when he shot seven for 20. just feel like there was just two. so many missed opportunities. All we needed was two. That's All right, it. what do you want to talk about about Luca? Oh, this fucking trash. Look. I don't think Luca is a horrible player. No. I'm not dumb. Like I, I know that he's a talented guy and he does talented mm-hmm. things. It's an overinflation as to how good he is. If I have to hear Reggie Miller say Magic Luca one more time, That's I'm gonna fair. throw up. Which means I'm gonna throw up on the next game because he's gonna say it 14 times. I get that that you know Luca has the ability to to run the court. And pass the ball. He's not Magic Johnson. He's no, good. No. He's not Magic Johnson. He's a guy that, again, just got out of the first round for the first time. Uh, had a had a big uh, you know a big number tonight. Well, his team was down by double digits most of the time. I just I don't. I, I respect that he's good at the game. He's over over valued. He he's overhyped. When I see things like. Luca and Michael Jordan are the only two players in NBA history to average over 30 points a game in the playoffs. It makes me want to fucking throw up because there's no, there's no correlation between those two dudes. Like they're not even in the same realm. Luca is a, a massive, crazy good stat stuffer. He absolutely is. He almost averages a fucking triple double. He's a great player. I'm not taking that away from him at, at, at all. But what I will say is, is that, one of the things that he's not very good at is making his teammates rise to his his level, and that's why his teams are okay. They're just okay. They they get a, f- a few wins here and there. They make the playoffs. They always go home early. Like, mm-hmm. Luka is forever going to be that dude until he raises the level of play around him. Um, and, and I just don't know if he has that in him because he wants those – he wants to be the guy. He wants to have all the stats. He had 42 tonight, and people are going to talk 45. about – 
or 45, and people are going to talk about how he was amazing tonight and the supporting cast, all they have to do. Jalen Brunson isn't going to play that bad next game. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. You know why? Because the Suns are completely satisfied with letting Luka work his ass off to get those 45 points and holding everybody else somewhat at bay. They're fine with that because they know that if they play well as a team, they'll dominate. And that's exactly what happened tonight. The Mavericks have no answers for the Suns as a team. All the Suns have to do is figure out how to slow down one guy on the other team, and they're going to be okay. And that's what they're going to do. Well, and if you judge him by the Booker criteria, which I, I like to look at guys through that lens because we dealt with it, he's terrible on one side of the ball. He's not a good defender. I mean, Book put him on skates multiple times in this game. Uh, like that's that's a big part of this as well as defense too. So uh, we got a super chat from Ray Blaine said Al was calling Luka Dragic the whole, the entire game. Right. <laughs> Thanks for the super chat. Um, I don't blame Al for that. And I get it. I totally get it. It's kind of funny, but I get it. I just you know like like I said you know I was one of my my things down down the road. We'll talk is Luka related, but. Like like I said, casuals will open up the box score tomorrow morning and think that yeah. the Mavericks were right there with the Suns, and they really weren't. Like, no. this game was put away a long time. The uh, Mavericks didn't lead at all in this entire game. Because they're trash. I mean, honestly, I think my biggest thing is, like, with your guys' point to Luka, if he was more of a team player, I think this Mavs team could actually be a lot better with the same group they have currently. Because, like, Maxi, Maxi was was knocking him down tonight. And if they were finding ways to get him open and get him in good position and taking some of those shots away from Luca, that could be like huge for their team. Yeah, That's well, just not how they're built. Well and exactly Luca can't you know can't protect the ball. He had five turnovers tonight. Eight assists, five turnovers. I mean that's that's not a great rate there. I'm just gonna tell you. And he's averaged over four turnovers a game uh in his career against the Suns. Like D, when they put pressure on him, he tends to turn it over. So, look, he's a good player. He's a great player in a lot of ways. But there's a lot left to be desired in his game. And the Suns, at least in game one, exploited a lot of that. Today. Listen, and people are here in the chat talking about, well, he doesn't have a supporting cast. Well, he had, he's had a supporting cast in the past. And the same thing has happened. He had Porzingis. Who, but they, they were beefing. But they were beefing. Why were they beefing? Is because there's literally videos out there all over the place where you can watch how many times Luka will take on a double, sometimes even a triple team. Porzingis would be wide open. Nah, I'm taking the shot because he's a stat stuffer. That's what he does. Like he wants, he wants the love. And that's what he's getting right now. Like, congratulations on making it to the second round. I hope you enjoy going home after this. Speaking of Maxi, I hope he's okay. He's fine. He oh, took a gnarly yeah, fall yeah, tonight. Fine. I know, but you know he's going to be sore tomorrow. Oh, he might yeah. be fine yeah. in the grand scheme of things, but that hurt. And it probably made – I don't know for sure because I've never actually asked a professional NBA player this before, but I would think that a fall like that – creates a little bit of hesitation in your mind for a few games just I'd because imagine. it's so like that one was scary. Yeah. That one was scary. For sure. So I just hope he's doing okay. Yeah, that's definitely can one of those ones where you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh shit. Yeah. Can we get back to the positive side of the sun's because sure. we didn't Let's do it. We didn't give some flowers to who he deserves it. Cam Johnson. <laughs> my X factor in this series. One Cam Johnson who had a hell of a night Going six of ten, seventeen points, five rebounds. I mean, fifty percent from the from deep. Yeah, I mean, he he started hitting his threes again. He's he found a way to be involved in the offense. I mean, he did it all in twenty four minutes too. So quite efficient. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, point every other minute. Like, mm -hmm. this is what the Suns need. They need Cam Johnson to to continue. To be a factor offensively and help him on the boards. If they, if he continues to play like this, the Suns have a pretty easy path to victory because it gives you a guy on the bench that you can 100% count on, which they didn't have in that first series. That first series, you had no consistency. Absolutely. Also, everybody, stop what you're doing. 
because I'm about to root. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, hit the like button. Yeah. Hey, hit the like button, please. That thumbs up. It helps us all out. It spreads the love to more people who want to hear us dog all over Luka Doncic. It also does a fun thing when you click on it. It goes wee. Does it really? Yeah. It oh, how about it sparkles. Everyone sparkles. loves sparkles. Everybody loves sparkles. Hit that like button and sparkle. Or if you're le- listening on our podcast, leave a five-star review. There you go. Nothing happens, but we appreciate it. Yep. That's not true. Some Something gets wings or something like that every time you Who leave a five-star. I don't know. Somebody every time, does. Every time this podcast gets a five-star review, I get fed. There you go. Something so, positive happens. So Shane hasn't eaten in a while. You may go not be able to see it, but something positive happens. <laughs> uh, we also got a camp slam tonight, which was really fun. No, it wasn't no over Marquise yeah. Chris, but it was still a really fun uh, slam from him for sure. There you go, MCG Blue. You got it. What they say? He said the image and the style that you used to. There you go. It's all reference. There yeah. you go. Um, you want to talk about defense? Let's it's talk sexy. about a little bit of defense <laughs> because I feel like that was one of the things, and we did we did mention it a little bit when we were talking about the Mavs. There was a lot of what people were saying coming into the series. Well, you know. The Mavs are playing defense right now, so it's not just going to be a cakewalk for the Suns. And that could still be true down the road, but I think we deserve more credit. The Suns deserve more credit for the amount of defense they play on a regular basis. And I just want to shout out Devin for being such a solid defender at this point. Like, he is a good defender at this point in his career. And I know we saw a lot of Mavs fans before this series started being like, who who's going to take advantage? Basically, they were saying Devin could be the pigeon for them. Yeah. And I was like, where have uh, you been? Again, yeah, that's such a casual remark. That just shows you how many people don't watch Suns games. Like, Devin Booker is so much more of an improved defender. Uh, you know, he showed it with the block in the first half. Like, he, he's, he has solid positioning. He tries really, really hard on the defensive end. Like, and people just sleep on it over and over and over again because they think he's a, they think he's Luka Doncic. That's what it is. They think he's an empty stat stuffer and nothing more. That's not what Devin Booker is. He's one of the better two-way players in the league now, and you got to recognize it. No, 100%. It's, it's a lazy take to say Devin Booker can't play defense. That, that's it. It's a lazy take, that, and you haven't watched enough of what it is, but I'm fine with it. I'm sure Devin doesn't mind getting to prove everybody wrong uh, that, that says that as well. So, you know, what? I, I, whatever. He comes out, he plays his ass off on defense and, and does it fantastically. But Mikhail Bridges tonight, fantastic defense as always. Mm-hmm. That beautiful block in the corner there, which was just – it, you, we heard Herb Jones get all that love for his block in the first uh, in the first series. Mikhail Bridges' block was better than that. Yeah, it was better. The ball was already out of of the of, of the hands there, and he blocked it on its upward trajectory. I mean, I wouldn't say it's better. I would say it's at least the same at, at a minimum. And it was better. And Reggie just absolutely was like, "Oh, look at that! That was cool." And that was it. Meanwhile, he went on like a, a whole Herbie. I was trying to think of something really bad. He but was Herbie fully loaded. Yeah, he was Herbie fully loaded in the last series. Good job, Way to keep Shane. It there you go. Yeah, he was all about some Herb in the last series. <laughs> he was smoking on that Herb pack. Oh, my but, goodness. By the way, the Suns did all this tonight with only three assists from Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because Devin picked up the slack. He had eight. Yeah, but Devin was flirting with the triple double there. He for was. A he second. almost messed around and got one. Twenty-three, I, nine, and eight. Can I ask a question that might be a little? Yeah. No, Chris Paul isn't washed. Not that. <laughs> that is not the what's question your, I was asking. What's your question? We, no, Devin is not hurt. Are we, <laughs> no. Are we not concerned at no. all about Devin Booker? No. Look at all. No. I, I, <sighs> I think what happened there was Devin and Chris Paul came out. They thought the game was was in hand and they weren't going to have to come back in. So Devin may have gotten a little stiffer than than he thought on the bench and had to come back in. And with a hamstring injury coming off of that, that's when it's tougher, is when you have to shift back into that mode and you don't respond as well. So I think that might have been what we were seeing there towards the end, which made us wonder something going on with book i think it's just that because if you're in that shutdown and relaxed mode and then you have to go back full 
full bore, I think it's tougher when you're just coming uh, off. The I get end. that. I get that at the end of the game, but at the same time, like if you're if you're if your hammy's good to go, then there's some of those bunnies that at the end of the game that you just don't pass up. He was passing quite a lot at the end of the but game when he, when been, he when he had the shot he had the shot several times would have also been he was devin like i'm cold let me give it no to somebody devin else. doesn't do that he's he hasn't done that all season normally no but maybe okay. it was just maybe right. trying to be an if extra nobody team else tonight. thinks that there's anything wrong with devin i will shut up i will just hey. keep that opinion to myself hey guys the boss is in our chat right now so keep it the keep act, it who? on the up Which and up boss? i can't even see the chat brandon spano with the super chat the big boss he's in the chat so keep it on the up and up y'all not not Why? i don't give a shit <laughs> are you it kidding was a me joke. oh i thought Lindsay was really trying to be pg i was like you're not trying to hold us down i think that picture is the sarcasm missing that yeah. much tonight yeah because you're all somber about it <laughs> i think that picture is the first like, time i've ever seen really brandon to chill because brandon's here Chill for what though? What have we even been doing? I don't even know. Brandon in the chat. I always knew my sons were going to cruise through. No, no, no. We're not letting you off the hook like that. Wait, son. What happened? This is coming from wait, the same guy happened? that Reese, said, "Wait Reese for Reese Jamal Collins. Murray and MPJ to come back to the lineup this year." He said, "This well, year." To be fair, they never did come back. No, he said, "Wait for him to come back." Yeah, I know, but I'm saying we're still waiting. Yeah, but he thought it was going to happen that week, which was like a month ago. <laughs> Oh my gosh! No, he's got he's got to own his L and go back to Denver and and stay there. He can come on the bandwagon. No, we just need a larger super chat before we let it happen. (laughs) There you go. That's right. That's right. Love you, Brandon. Hi, Brandon. Thank you, Brandon. Um, No, but to round out your thoughts, so I genuinely think Devin is okay. okay. I think if anything, if anything, it's just working on getting a hundred percent like legs back underneath him maybe because earlier in the game you didn't see him hesitate at all did you say that again earlier in the game you didn't see him hesitate at all did you uh i I just i just am not seeing the same burst yet that's all yeah i mean there's it's i think it's fair to play it a little safe as your first returning Especially when you know that re-entering is a high probability coming back. It makes sense for him to kind of take it a little bit. As long as he's 100% good to go, full bore, when we possibly hit the next round. Knocking on wood. Look, I don't... Did you expect him to be 100% tonight? I didn't. I I expected we were getting 85-90% of book rate. I didn't want him to be back unless he was 100%. Because that's just not how I would have played it. We knew that didn't happen in game six. We knew he wasn't anywhere near. Again, I want to win a championship. I don't give a shit about the Pelicans or the Mavs. I felt like they could have gotten past both these rounds without him. So I would have rested him. But that's just me. And everybody else disagrees with me. So that's fine. And that's okay. And we move on. All right. Well... I mean, listen, it's fair to ask the question. I just, I, I am, per, I personally am not worried. What? I'm yeah. not worried. Somebody in the chat requested the Espo sexy. Um, so, somebody also early in the chat brought up a good point. Do you think he was triple double hunting? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that was why he was That's actually not off. a bad thought. Really? I wouldn't yeah. think so. It was an assist. No. Why not? That's with 23 points. That's like why he not? had a he had a triple well, double last year in the playoffs against the Clippers. That was like 41 plus plus. A like why would he a triple, triple double? double. Nobody, he needs 10 nobody goes to back in Beasla and is like, "Oh yeah, throughout the playoffs, Devin had 25 triple doubles throughout his career, but only one of them was like 12 <laughs> points." 10 and 10 you know what i mean nobody does that so it doesn't like, matter we just bashed on luca for stat hunting i don't want to believe that booker was doing the same fucking thing <laughs> but, but booker was winning so you could stat hunt. no losing, you no know. by the way sly i think hit the hit the nail on the head yeah. shut the hell up there's no freaking way that's, what it is. that's just it absolutely just don't even say that Liz. that's facts no way no way <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right, gentlemen. Are you ready for some screenshots? Yes. All right. It's time for some screenshots presented by Arizona Department of Health Services. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. Here are some of our favorite moments that came out of tonight's game. Saul, you want to start? Sure. Yeah, this is my screenshot. This comes from Nick Wright. Oh, boy. Oh, man. I wish I could read that, though, because my eyes are not, they're not helping me at all. Mavs should feel. You want me to help you? I yeah, got please, you. Yeah, please, please. Okay. 
Mavs should feel fine. Suns have no answer for Luka. Phoenix got every rebound and hit three desperation end of shot clock shots in the second half that killed any comeback attempt. This series is going the distance, and I like Luka's chances at the end of it. To which Rob Perez responded, you are the best. Yeah, and that's his his way of saying you're fucking stupid. <laughs> like, it's absolutely true. Nick Wright, that is one of the most horrendous takes of all time. And people were burning him in the chat. He's a Luka lover, which doesn't surprise me because he's a LeBron lover. He's all about LeBron and his empty stats. And he's all about Luka and his empty stats. Like, ah, you can miss me with that shit. Because every time Devin Booker was doing the same thing, people wanted to bag on him. But now that these guys are doing the same thing on losing teams or, you know, teams that are losing in the playoffs, like, oh, this is this is okay. Never mind the fact that he's talking about how, how the Suns hit like three fourth quarter shots that, you know, basically stemmed the tide. Luka had a magnificent performance. You have to hope that Luka has 50-plus in the next game and gets a little bit more help, and the Suns completely fall off the face of the earth. Like, that's not going to happen. The Suns are a much better team all the way around, and with the extra, you know, maneuvering that they get because the Dallas Mavericks just don't play, you know, hella great defense, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Like, I feel, I told everybody before, I was nervous about the Pelicans in round one, I was not as worried about whoever won between the Jazz and the Mavs, and uh, game one feels pretty good. Has has anybody ever been named just so inappropriately? <laughs> he's Nick Wright, and yet he's, he's constantly so freaking yeah. wrong. Yeah. He's the Walmart Skip Bayless. He Ooh. looks like he looks like the he looks like a used <laughs> car salesman trying to tell me a sports take that's wrong. Is is the correct? But listen, one. if you package it the right way, and you slow down your speaking, and you talk about how you know, art, if you can articulate exactly how this guy is so much better than one whole team, then people will believe you. And they're wrong. <laughs> I um, I mean, I don't even know how to respond to that because, like, were we not watching the same game? No, he was no. not. Like, did he just tune in to the he, second half of the was, fourth quarter? He was watching it live from Luca Land. It just doesn't make any sense to me that, like, how can you watch this entire game and still genuinely think that? Is this true? Is what true? Yes. If we get $100 in Super Chats, I'll take a shot before the end of the show. What is oh, that? Wow. I don't know. I didn't say that, but the PHNX account said it, so it must oh, be true. Jacob so is giggling back happen. there like a little schoolgirl. Of, of course, Jacob is the one. I'll, I'll do that. that. I'll, I'll wind up sounding like a freaking Nick Wright at the end of this show because I'll be it's speaking good. out my ass, but that's fine. <laughs> but go. what's your screenshot? Let's take a look. I don't remember right now. Oh, yes, I do. We got to hang this in the Louvre. Oh, it's, my uh, gosh. No. It is Jay Crowder doing his version of a Raja Bell Uh Hitting Luca right in the bells there. Uh, he kicked that leg out on a three. Got the world's best, uh, a best flagrant one. I was all about this. It was a, uh, it was nice. Honestly, the best part of this was Draymond getting up on Twitter. Oh, yes. <laughs> he put out the eyeball emojis. Said I've been tossed for less than I that. Draymond is is upset. Yeah, well, he was really upset. Dra Draymond has a history like a complete history of doing this like what he did on sunday was pretty egregious that yeah this was as they said on the broadcast jay crowder doing what reggie miller used to do all the time in the 90s you know it's it's a cup check back then hello so. hello in the chat says espo hates alvarado but espo is alvarado <laughs> I mean, I don't think if, I agree. If, if the I'm annoying to certain people, sure, but <laughs> I've never dressed like a pirate on this show, so I disagree. All right, my screenshot is from Nate Duncan, who said, "Watching Devin Booker guard Jalen Brunson compared to Donovan Mitchell." Dot dot dot. And my whole thing with this is like, man, Rudy tried to tell y'all. He tried to tell y'all. Why didn't you listen? <laughs> You know what I mean? Well, yeah. because, well, you know, 
What? Because Rudy Rudy Gobert doesn't have much much uh, in the way of confidence in the public nowadays. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> but if Remember you're the talking whole, basketball, uh, 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 that's fair. But we're talking basketball here. Was that a French impression? That was like, hey, let me touch all the mics. Eh? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not how Rudy Gobert sounds. <laughs> and that's our screenshots for the night. One more time. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azl.gov for a location near you. Esperado. Ian in the chat says Esperado. Connor yes. says Alvarado is a Walmart version of Espo, some would say. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, Esperado. Esperado's low key. Leo, not bad. That's though. genius. No, not bad at all. I'll, I'll rock with that. Esperado. I wouldn't call it. You're not, you're not an Alvarado, but Esperado is a dope name. <laughs> oh my God. I, I think we'll go with that. We have two legendary nicknames now on this show Esperado and Girth. And two time. And two time. I'm the only one that doesn't yeah, have one, baby. I'm the only one that calls me Let's that. Go. Let's go. Let's <laughs> go. Um. Yeah, we'll we'll figure out ours at some point in time. Yeah, too. No, We've no, got no, time. no. We don't get to figure That's out. That's what I'm saying. It's a they chat appointed thing. Yeah, they will come. Oh, we'll yeah. figure don't out what ours about. are eventually. Connor wants the chat to be called the Esperados. <laughs> Esperada and the girth. I mean, Esperados are. I like Esperados <laughs> better than Girthlings. Yeah, yeah. Esperados is way better. Hello, yeah. no. I like saw. I like Gerald's nickname for him. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, said you're no short saw. <laughs> the wasted Fantastic. wanderer says Esperado sounds like a gated community in North Scotland. <laughs> it, totally it, it does. Oh my God! You know what it really sounds like? You know those Mark Taylor homes, the, like the apartments, the, the, apartments. the luxury high-end apartments oh, yeah. or whatever. Welcome you can to live Esperado. This is one hundred percent that. Though. Your yeah. new home at Esperado. One hundred percent that for sure. Tennis All right, courts, gentlemen, we pools. are just a few minutes away from hearing from Gerald Bourget. He's wrapping up with Da here shortly. Would you like to do a producer surprise now, or is there anything else from the game that you want to talk about? Let's right. produce a surprise. Yeah, let's do All it. All right, let's do a producer surprise. Shane, what you got for us? All right, well. In light of the DeAndre Hopkins news, if you could take a PED for any random activity, what would it be? What would you want to get better at illegally? But nobody would know. Ooh. Anything. Hmm. Oh, man. Art. That's really hard. Art. Art? Yeah. I wish I was really good at literally any type Don't of, tell Sean that. of art. <laughs> Like from like a legitimate like artistic because create creative spaces is considered art as well. I'm talking about like painting, pottery, all that kind of jazz. If I could figure out a way to get a leg up in that area, I would absolutely take it. I think video games. I am the world's worst video game player. Well, it's because you grew up in the cheat code era. And then they just basically like got rid of cheat codes. No, I was awful even with the cheat code. Really? First, you know. First-person shooters, uh, any of the non-sports games, I suck at them. Racing, I suck. I mean, we some some of our viewers saw that during All-Star Weekend. Not good at that stuff, so I'd probably <laughs> take that. So, um, I think mine would just be like cooking. Okay. Like I would like to be just like elite level cook. You're already uh, that aggressive. It was the, so. it was either that or or fighting. Because I don't know. There's just How something about How often do you get in fights with people? I'd get in them a lot Let's more if I knew honest. I was going to win every time. Would you, though? Yeah, I would. Oh, I so would. And you'd end up in a lot of trouble. I would probably fight for a living. Let's, 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 big... let's take sports out of it I'm, because that's kind of yeah, like. Because then you'd get kicked out of that league for for using illegal substances. You can't. That doesn't count. You can't do that. Not there's a there's a commission on street fighting. No, like, he said he would do it for a living, yeah, which you, would mean no, like boxing he just or UFC. Beat guys right? up and take their wallet, or it's just like Fight Club, like in somebody's basement. Is that what you're talking I'm about? Like Kimbo slice out in this motherfucker, man. I'd be killing dudes, oh or not literally God. killing dudes, but you know, you know what I'm saying. I give him a nice elbow to the face. Albert them. in the chat said, is there a steroid that helps me win the lottery? Because that'd be a good one, too. No, but I'm so upset that somebody won $483 million in Gilbert. Gilbert? One person. 
Oh, man, I used to play it all the time, and I didn't play this one well, time. you know what they say, It could have been me. You know what they say, It could have been me. I'm, if you won the lottery, would you ever come back? No. Would I ever see you again, Lynn? She didn't. It depends on how much I won. No, if it was like $483 million, I'd never see you again. I would even know Nobody you Nobody would I ever see you. Anybody that knew her would ever see her. She'd own an no. island and would never leave. No, I'm, right? not even go, I'm not even going to lie. Like, if I won $483 million, I, I would win it. I'd probably have a note on my door. <laughs> it's been nice seeing you. Nice knowing you guys. Is it sad that I'd be right back here tomorrow even if I won $480 million? I would finish at least this season. <laughs> I would. It's kind of hard to finish the season knowing that like you have a jet waiting for you outside that's going to take you anywhere in the world you want to go. Ooh, private jet yeah. on Central? That'd be nice. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would finish this season. I would finish this season and I would figure out exactly what my game plan is before. I, I got to have the game plan figured out before I just dip out. Because then what's the point? But it would be because nobody, not a single soul in the entire world would know. Because, like, as soon as you won, everybody and their mom's going to be asking but you, you for can, money. But you can accept it anonymously now. No, this is... Yeah, but if you... If, so, if this said somebody in downtown Phoenix won $480 million and then Lindsay disappears, we all know Lindsay won $480 exactly. million. That's what I'm saying. You got to finish out the season. You got a game plan then what first. Would you how would you tell me that you're leaving? I don't know that I would. I'm just saying <laughs> until I had the plan figured out. But then now I know out, you won that money. Until I had the plan figured out, it would just be status quo. What happened to Lindsay? And then I would be like, hey, guys, I'm just not really feeling great anymore. I don't know if I'm going to be back. You wouldn't know until the helicopter took off the, from the lawn out. That's the worst lie ever. I don't know. And then I drive to your I'm house and like, sabbatical. where's she at? Oh, she don't live here no more. <laughs> I just buy the Suns if yeah, I won four hundred eighty-three yeah. million. I don't know that you could. No, oh, you, I could you, start an investment group because I'd have, yeah, you would I'd have a, a good portion of the cash right there. Yeah, you would definitely need another group. What? What's your shame? What would you do? <sighs> What? What are we laughing at in the chat? So I'm home. Spring still picks up. I oh, does it? Oh, I like yeah. the. I don't. I, I, I like the Lindsay though. would buy Cam and uh, and book flowers every day. Nah, they got enough money. <laughs> they are millionaires. Yeah. They don't give us any I, damn flowers. Not. Shane. Uh, Sorry, which which one? Million dollars or steroids? M million. No, uh, both. Do both. Yeah, both. Okay, steroids would be. Like social activities, social cues, being good at talking to better, like the best at talking to people okay. in public. That's good. I think that'd be really fun. Or yeah. like, never mind, I'm not uh -oh. going to say it. Yep, Go yep, now you got to. You have to. No, I'm not going to say gonna, it. I'm going to nope. stare at the camera until you say it. No. It's freaking, what, what if it's it's freaking like, people out. What about like, like, would you change? Like if you could do a steroid like to change your voice. Are you saying I need to change my voice? No, I'm saying like Ow. I would do that. Really? I would love a very white voice. You would <laughs> oh change your voice? Fuck yeah. I would be so sexy. I, like have you, have you ever heard like Morgan Freeman talk? You're just like, dude, that's such a great oh, voice. If I could get Morgan Freeman's specific voice, yes. Yeah, I mean it does like, it can be any voice you want. Voice of God, Morgan Freeman. Though. I mean, that's just like. I mean, I, mean, I know I've got a great. I guess I totally get what you guys are saying. That's right? If you it, yeah. like, sometimes you hear like, uh, you know, like for me, obviously, if I hear a woman's voice, some voices just resonate better than others. And you're like, damn. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, you got my attention. You know what I mean, I don't know what I'd do with money though. I would do something stupid. I'd, I'd, I think I'd just stay on my phone James and Jones. use Amazon for like. 24 hours and then probably buy an island. I think an island is the way to go. See, I don't know how I feel about buying an island. You know, we got global warming happening. Like, mm. I'm not trying to have my <laughs> island sink in like 10 years and then lose my investment. Bad you know investment. what I'm saying? Of like, course, Lindsay would think of it that way. That <laughs> the investment portion of it might be bad. I might be underwater in this investment literally. Literally. Is what, what Lindsay was, was uh, concerned about. I'm just saying. I don't what do you know. think Gerald would do? Well, Gerald clearly is not going to show up today, so it, yeah. it, it isn't oh. going to buy his way on. A minute the show. ago, he said setting up in two minutes. So while we're waiting for Gerald, let me tell you about one of our newest partners, OG's Brands. Goodbye. Stop by your local dispensary and grab some amazing nice. scratch-made THC gummies from our friends at OG's. They just announced their new mini OG's, which are three milligram microdose options for those who 
may not want to dive right into the regular 10 milligram options. These are going to be available on May 3rd. So literally, what, two days? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. These are going to be available exclusively at Zen Leaf locations through May 11th. They also have amazing flavors like orange creamsicle, tropical, and watermelon. So if you're interested in trying the amazingly delicious varieties of flavors that OG's Brands has to offer, go to ogbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z Brands to find OG's near you. Espo popped his cannabis cherry over the weekend. I am no longer canna-curious. Yes, How did is. it go? I am canna-positive, all right? It yeah. is fantastic. And how did it go? It was amazing. See? The orange creamsicle lives up to the hype. Okay. I'd eat that even without the uh, THC in it. But yeah, it with is pretty, it, it's pretty with delicious. It, even better. I better tell you that much. Yeah. Did you go? Did I you went have five a whole, milligrams. I didn't go. I didn't okay. go full. I, okay. I, I went half. Uh, but Smart. it was uh, it was spectacular. I will tell you that. Okay. You, you know, know what the I, fans deserve, Espo. And no, I will not do a show high. No, not not a All show. Right. A, a segment, a social segment, <laughs> with with a creamsicle. I think that would be phenomenal. Oh, I. It, it would be a trip. I'll say that for it. A strange, strange trip. No, so day. hello. Like, it just depends on what strand you're going with. If you go with the indica, if you go with the sativa or the hybrid, certain strands have different, you know, uh, feelings to other people. Like me, I would, if I, if I do the sativa and I'm not active, yeah, there's a little bit of like, did y'all hear that? You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. But uh, for the most part, you do the indica. Ooh. It's nice and chill. And I usually that usually puts me to sleep. I actually actually have slept the best of in my entire life using an indica the, string. The indica, like floating on a cloud when you have that stuff. It was <laughs> your wife is in the chat saying she's hundred percent. You don't need more than half. <laughs> I'm gonna take two next time and see where There's we go. There's <laughs> literally nothing wrong with that though. Like no. if anything else, it's it's less expensive. Gerald, Gerald's here. We're talking about how I got high this weekend. So welcome into the program. Oh, fun. Because I got <laughs> Same, oh, Gerald, fun. same. I didn't get, oh, no, I got, oh, fun. All right, that's new. <laughs> Gerald, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Good. Good. You made us wait around forever. Jeez. <laughs> uh, correction, I did not make anybody wait. <laughs> that's facts. Gerald, what did Monty say about this one? Yeah, I think that there was... Um, there was a sense of, I don't, I don't want to say comfort, but they knew that they pretty much dominated the majority of this game. But there was also kind of this sense of annoyance with the way that it closed. Um, obviously, the final score was a lot closer than it should have been. They were up by 20-some in the second half. And, um, you know, they just shot really miserably in that fourth quarter. They got outscored, I think, 35-10 in the fourth. Um, so just uncharacteristic defensively, a lot of garbage time buckets. Um, and I think that that's the type of thing that they can carry with them into game two. Like we should have been better. We can be better and we're going to be better. So it's kind of, uh, an interesting thing where they might have the best of both worlds. As far as they got the game one, win. they know that they can dominate this team and they also have a motivating factor heading into game two, aside from the obvious of it's playoff basketball and you should want to win every game anyway. Let's talk about the stat stuffing Luka Doncic. Let's talk about how amazingly awesome he is. And let's more importantly talk about what the Suns said about him and how they will like to maybe defend him in game two. Yeah, I I think they were smart in their post-game comments. They mentioned, you know, we thought we made him work. And uh, at the same time, we can do a lot better job on him because, you know, he did wind up shooting 50%. He had to make his last three or four shots, I think, to get there. Um, but I, I do think they did a nice job of making him work and tiring him out. You know, aside from, I think it was a Charlie horse that it looked like he sustained uh, in that second half. It, it just felt like he was fighting an uphill battle. You know, he had those turnovers. He was missing shots. And a lot of the other guys just weren't getting involved outside of Maxi Cleaver. So it, it kind of worked out really well. I think this is the type of series they've been saying it all along. Luca's going to get his. It's all about making sure that the other guys don't get theirs as well. And I think with the style of play that the Mavs are playing with all those isolations, that makes it really hard to get other guys involved. I think the Mavs only had 16 assists tonight um, and Luca had the majority of them. But when the ball's not moving, you're going to have a hard time beating the Suns defense. So I think the Suns might be content with Luca putting up big numbers as long as they're making him take a ton of shots, tiring him out, 
and targeting him on defense. I think they shot a really nice percentage against him when he was the primary defender on the other end. Uh, any discussion on DeAndre Ayton's rebounding? We talked about it. He only had one in the first half, seven in the second. But uh, any any talk about that tonight from anybody? Not really, just because the rebounding thing wasn't a huge issue for the Suns tonight. I think in the first half, DA got switched out onto the perimeter quite a few times. And uh, a lot of the Suns were just doing uh, what they call gang rebounding as far as everybody having, you know, four or five assists here or there. So I, I wouldn't get too uh, strung up about that type of thing. It just felt like kind of a weird half in that regard. I feel like the Suns weren't as tight defensively as they could have been. Seemed like the the Mavs had several open shots um, throughout the game, and and mostly off of sets, uh, you know, ball reversals, things of that nature. Uh, it, what what did the Suns talk about their overall defensive performance? Uh, you know, instead of just on Luca. Yeah, Monty said he felt like they were pretty well connected in that first half, but in the second half they kind of got away from it a little bit. Um, and he's mentioned multiple times that their point of attack defense has to be. Um, you know, well put together against a team like this that plays five out. They like to break you down off the dribble, get into the paint and generate looks for shooters. Um, and the Mavs were able to do that a lot more in the second half than they were in the first half. Um, and, you know, they shot, I think, 41% from three and, and still it should have been a double digit loss for them. So it, it's one of those things where the Suns can definitely be better in that regard. But if you're the Mavs and you're looking at this game, you know, obviously you're encouraged by the fact that they were able to make it close late in the game, but a lot of that came down to the Suns just missing wide open shots that were there for the taking. I don't know if you're Dallas what you need to do differently in game two, because if you're not winning the rebounding battle and you are winning the three point battle, but you're still losing, like what, what adjustments can you make? They need to play better defense, obviously, but they just don't have an answer for DeAndre Ayton. They don't have an answer for JaVale McGee. That size disadvantage is huge for them. Um, and they were in for a rude awakening tonight because they realized this is not the Utah Jazz defense that they're trying to score on anymore. Uh, they got it together in the second half, but I, I think there was a little bit of a feeling out process in that first half, realizing, oh, we can't just drive past their perimeter every time down. Speaking of adjustments, any chance uh, JaVale gets another shot on Luka uh, defensively next game? <laughs> I don't know about that, but Aiton was definitely uh, excited about that play. He was saying he was he was jazzed about it, and then uh, they came back down and scored, so he said he sat down really quick again. He said they, they snuffed out his excitement really quick. But, um, no, that was that was a really fantastic play. I I don't know what else you can say about that. We're, we're going to be running that one back tomorrow for sure. All right, so we have a question in the comments asking about Luca seemingly having an injury. I know you talked about that thing, thinking that that was probably just a Charlie horse. Are you concerned mm. at all about Luca moving forward? And then Saul had a conversation with us earlier. Just curious if maybe there is any concern lingering for Devin Booker. How do you feel about both of those guys? So as far as Luca, I think you have to be a little bit concerned. I, I think it's the type of thing that he can play through because he did stay in the game. You know, we, we did see, you know, Cam Johnson took a shot to the quad and he played through that game and then he wound up missing basically a month after that. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's that severe for Luka Doncic. I would be surprised if it was. Um, it, it seems like the type of thing that he's going to be able to play through as long as he can keep it loose after the game heading into game two. Um, but I'm more concerned about his energy level because this is a guy that was coming off that calf injury that made him miss a few games in the first round. Now he's got this other thing going on and he played 40 some minutes tonight and he looked tired by the end. You know, he, he got his numbers. He put up 45, 12 and eight or something like that on 50% shooting, but he had to work for a lot of that. And a lot of those points came in garbage time. So he looked pretty tired in that second half. Um, and this is just game one. This is going to be an uphill series where there's only a day of rest in between each game until I think a potential game seven. So you know, that's tough on a guy who has to carry that much of a load. Uh, and then for Devin Booker, I'm, I'm not very concerned at all. He looked pretty spry. He looked like himself out there. Um, you know, his shooting percentage wasn't great. I think he was seven for 17 finishing the game, but seven for 20, seven. Oh, that's right. Yeah, seven for, seven 20. for 20 because he cost me, yeah. because he cost me a lot of Skrilla because he missed yeah. two <laughs> points. I needed 25 yeah. points, Gerald. And he got me 23. <laughs> oh, Damn that's it. brutal. 
Um, but yeah, I think he was seven for 14 at one point. So he must've missed his last five or six shots in a row. And that was during the stretch where the Suns there was that one possession where they got like three offensive rebounds and didn't score because they just missed wide open looks. Um, I don't think that was a product of fatigue or the injury or anything like that. He was asked after the game, how he's feeling, said he felt fine, kind of dismissed the question because, uh, you know, he gets sick of being asked about those types of things. So I think, but, he, but, but, but he didn't look like he was favoring anything. He didn't look like he was not moving smoother than normal or anything like that. No, I, I didn't think so. And I, I think especially in that first half, you know, the way that he was guarding Jalen Brunson, the way he was getting some of his points attacking and, and hitting that ridiculous three that he hit off the curl. Um, those were plays that he was not making in game six where he's, you know, he even admitted you're kind of thinking about it a little bit. Um, tonight he, he played a little bit more free in that regard. By, by the way, Gerald, you are now not the only person who has been given a oh. nickname by the chat. Oh, is I, that so? I have been dubbed Esperado because they said I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm basically like Alvarado. So, so. Oh, which, no. which I completely disagree with, but Esperado uh, is a dope name. I don't know about that. Oh, I, I kind of see it. I kind of see it. The, the chat actually suggested they be called the Esperados, too. So. I could see Espo okay. picking me up full court. Yeah. Okay, but... Yeah. I could definitely see him just being annoying and slapping Fine, you. if we want to lean into this, that you are like Alvarado, just know that this is this is your Pelicans fan base. We are that. So we love you over here. It's just every other fan base that's that, going to hate you. I love that Lindsay's just trying to pump me up. Well, I already know other, I do, other fans. I, I do like me. the fact that she just kind of lumped us all in as if we all agreed. I don't. You don't love me so? <laughs> Gerald, Since when? Like I mean, a month ago, you were like, Espo's my best friend. It's like it's like every day is like the changing of the wind. It just depends on how I feel. Oh, I mean, when oh. when Espo when Espo starts talking nonsense, we got the automatic Eagles tie-in. Esperado, why don't you come to your senses? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh the girth has arrived. Uh, yeah, I've got you're welcome. breaking my heart and Gerald making fun of me. I'm just going right? to slink away now, everybody. I mean, I think that jo- joke was worse for me, honestly, but it's fine. I've read your Twitter feed. It wasn't as bad as some of that. <laughs> That's true. Not your best work, not your worst work, Gerald. It was just mediocre. I'll take it. Uh, anything else stood out to you from tonight's game or from speaking with Monty or the players? No, I, I think the biggest quote was just um, going back to what we talked about as far as, you know, being better in the fourth quarter. DeAndre Ayton promised that they would not be, they would not close a game like that again. He said the key for us is is basically to break the bat, the gas pedal rather than just push on it in those situations. So um, I, I do think they were a little bit annoyed with the way that they closed, with the fact that the starters even had to come back into this game late. Um, so I, I think this is the rare situation where you win game one comfortably and you go into game two with extra motivation. I, uh, hope that you hold DA to that standard. And if they do have a bad fourth quarter sometime in the series, you say, DA, you promised us that that would not happen. (laughs) I'm just going to steal the mic from Dwayne Rankin trying to ask his first question. DA, you promised us. You promised us. You lied to us. He would probably yeah, think I'm, it was probably. funny. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, he would. He would definitely think that would, was hilarious. Gerald, <laughs> thank you. We appreciate you, as always, for checking in with us. I'm glad you're back home in Phoenix. And in you'll be back piece. in the studio tomorrow, yes? I will, yes. Hey! hey the band's go. getting back together. Look at that. Esperado. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <deep>. my gosh. <laughs> Bye, Gerald. Bye, guys. <laughs> Don't forget, uh, for more on what Gerald heard from Monty and the players, check out gophnx.com. He will have an article up either later tonight or early tomorrow morning. And if you are not a member yet, now is a great time to become a member. You can also get an item of your choice for free from our locker, depending on which option you choose when you're signing up. Once again, let's go phnx.com. Gentlemen, one down, three more to go. <sighs> There's 11 to go. Let's let's keep the eye on the prize. One round at a time. (laughs) One round at a time, Espo. Just one. Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you. As always, just a quick reminder, 
We're going to be live tomorrow at 2 p.m. right here on our YouTube channel. So plan to come hang out with us then. Until then, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Bourget. And you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. <laughs> when a guy that you thought was your best friend <laughs> informs you that you're not live on camera. Oh, just I love sure you, buddy. You, don't you know that. Ahoy, ahoy. Lindsay, Gerald, Espo. Saul passed the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. I'll always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.